All right, here we go. Uh, welcome to the uh, Mentor Hour. We have a wonderful guest today, Les Thomas, aka B. Les, aka OSU, aka Pokes, aka uh, Jesus Lover. Jesus Lover. What else we got? Aka, I'm from the East Side, Midwest City, and Spencer. I claim all three. You Come know. on now, Aka, I'm loud because I'm country. Right? <laughs> I'm super country. <laughs> aka, I need to be fishing in this cold weather. Come right on now. now. Wonderful guest today, um, lifetime mentor. Uh, across uh, the city, across the last couple of decades, I can say that um, there are very few people that I know that have been consistent in the community, uh, and he is one of them. Uh, mentorship is not easy, I tell you what. In yeah. fact, it takes dedication, it takes um, commitment. You got to be in for the long haul. Uh, I tell people all the time, like if you come in and you expect to drop one knowledge bomb and those kids change or those people change, you are in for a rude awakening. Yes. Uh, and so we'll talk about some of that today, but uh, got to get some, um, some, some shout outs out of the way real quick. Shout out to the Treasury here in Oklahoma City for allowing us to record here. Yes. Uh, shout out to Hedy Coleman. Uh, we'll go in, HeddyColeman.com uh, for doing the podcast for us, uh, for hosting it. Uh, TheMentorHouse.org, uh, shout out. Uh, we want to be here uh, and make sure that we help mentors learn from each other, mm -hmm. uh, that they are inspired and that they connect. Uh, I mean, let's dive right down let's into do this it. thing, man. So uh, let's give us a little bit of background about who you are, where you're from, and just kind of tell us how you got into mentoring, man. Okay, so um, Les Thomas, married for 19 years mm. um, to arguably one of the best, um, best best wives in the world. I mean, I'm sure Hedy and yourself would challenge me on that. <laughs> um, a lot of people would, but um, my oh, wife... Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know. So, uh, and I love it. You know, that's a good thing when you can like kind of debate about whose wife is the yeah. best. I mean, I'd rather be in that debate than right. who wife is the worst. So, um, <laughs> you know, you know. So wait, 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 hold on. But people do that. They be like, man, let me tell you about my wife. No, like, let me let's, tell you about my wife. Let's brag a different way. That's yeah, yeah, good. Yeah. I like that. So, um, married for nineteen years. We have uh, a son that's twenty-one. Uh, we have a daughter uh, that's eighteen. Uh, I'm retired Air Force. Mm. Uh, man, I work for Oklahoma State University. I'm the game day host. They trust me with a microphone for some reason. Mm. And uh, I've been working for Youth for Christ, uh, working as a mentor, officially as a mentor, uh, at the campus of Millwood for over 10 years. Wow. And um, I wear Adidas. Um, that's, that's Adidas <laughs> is part of my life. Um, it's all about the stripes, you know. Mm. By, by his stripes, Come on. we're healed. I think and, Adidas um, has three stripes. In that which logo, is Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. So if we're going to preach today, you know, I mean, let's you go know, ahead and make and it happen. And then they say anything is possible, you know, you know, and that's that's scriptural. I love if that. Anything is possible. Now, so. I heard you've been riding with Adidas before Adidas was like Adidas. Yeah, yeah, exactly, man. Since uh, about 1992, 1993, mm. I, I had a I had a um, conversion. <laughs> <laughs> Conversions. He's going to ride this whole thing all the way out. <laughs> so <clears throat> real quick, y'all getting all of me right now. I'm kind of <laughs> I'm getting over cold. So just deal with it. So um, uh, I'm being funny. So um, yeah. So 1992, 93, real quick. Um, everybody was wearing Nike back then. We didn't have a lot of shoes to choose, mm -hmm. to choose from, a lot of clothes, and we didn't have much money at all at my at my house growing up. Uh, I just didn't like having things like other people. Right. I mean, it's nothing like it's not like something happened uh, where I was like, oh, I want to wear Adidas for life. It was like I just didn't like being like anybody else. Mm -hmm. I I thrived on being different. Sometimes that was a good thing. Sometimes that was a bad thing. Yeah. 
Um, and so I saw these guys in, in Texas, and I believe it was Dallas, with all Adidas on. And I was like, that's it right there. I need to wear Adidas. And mm. it was that simple. Yeah. I mean, that's what happened. And I've just been wearing it since 92, 93. Before, it was like really cool. Before before Kanye West, mm. you know, um, uh, before anyone, you know. Now, I was out to Run DMC, but in my defense, <laughs> I wouldn't listen to Run DMC in my house. My mama was not having any rap in my house. None. Yeah, so anyway, that's a little bit about me. And how I got into mentoring is, uh, um, man, uh, officially, so I, uh, I subbed at Millwood uh, for three years. I was there, um, graduated from Millwood, and um, ROTC teacher was like, man, we have a lot of issues going on up here at Millwood. Mm -hmm. We need a positive face that these kids know. Can you come yeah. and disguise yourself as a substitute teacher? And so in the military, I only, only work Monday through Thursday, um, 410, so I always have Fridays off. So I subbed at Millwood for three years. And then um, Cadence, along with Lapo, um, shout out to Exodus Movement, you mm. know. <laughs> so uh, they knew I, were, I was already engaged in Millwood, and Lapo was up there running a mentoring program for Youth of Christ, and they asked me did I want to volunteer. So I became a volunteer. I volunteered for three years. Um, then Lapo, uh, he... Uh, he resigned and stepped away from that position. I took that position. And so that's really how I got into mentoring. Officially. You know? Officially. That's how I got into mentoring. And um, I started being mentored at, at really at, a, at an early age. It's one of the things that we kind of talked about. I know we're going to dive into later. Yeah. Um, I was being mentored without them even realizing that they were mentoring me. So I am a product of being mentored. Like yeah. one, one reason I truly believe in mentorship is because... Um, I told my wife the other day, if, if I didn't have a mentor, honestly, 100%, without God, my mom or my wife, I don't know where I would be if I didn't have a mentor. Because yeah. my mentor could tell me stuff that my wife and my mom couldn't tell me. Mm -hmm. You know, where I would listen listen to it from a different perspective. Right. And so, yeah, that's kind of how I got into mentorship. I got to see the fruits of it. And, mm -hmm. and when, as a believer, you know, if I'm receiving fruits of something, it's important that I give that. Um, back. Right. Now, this is a conversation. Um, we do have some structure. I just want to zoom in so y'all can see that real quick. We do have some questions that we're going to ask, uh, but we were inspired because uh, our producer was late today. Um, he had stopped and get some equipment. Yeah. Uh, and so we had a pre-podcast discussion that essentially almost wiped out all of our questions. I mean, yeah, yeah. We talked for like 15 minutes. It, it was really it intense. It was really intense. You know? It was strong. So I want to kind of uh, bounce into that a little bit. Uh, you talked about um, disguising yourself in Millwood as a mentor, right? Mm -hmm. I want you to come in as a uh, substitute teacher, kind of disguise yourself as a teacher, but we really want you to, to be a face, be a positive face. Yes. And then, and then you said um, that you were being mentored without really knowing you were being yeah, mentored. Uh -huh. um, that tell me a little bit about like the basics of, of mentoring. Like, can I be a friend? Can I be like, what? I, mentor is such an intimidating word. Just break yeah. it down for me real quick. Well, this is what I truly believe. I, mentoring is an intimidating word. Mm -hmm. However, um, everyone in this world can do it. Mm. Like, I, I don't care what shortfalls you, you've had in your life. I don't care what mistakes you've made. Mm -hmm. I don't care how much money you make. Mm -hmm. I don't care what your status is. I don't care where you live. I don't care what kind of car you drive. Every single person in this world has the capacity to mentor. Wow. You know? And so um, uh, I, I just believe that um, 
the basic of a mentor is just it's doing life with them. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's just you just got to just be. And I said this earlier, just be and just be sometimes like, what do I do? Just be mean. You're just you're just being whatever you need to be mm-hmm. in their life. And sometimes that look like just a friendship. I believe that mentorship is a friendship. Now, of course, um, as we spoke earlier, and I'm, you know, y'all getting to get the we'll fruits of what it. we talked about. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to reference a lot of it. But, um, of course, there's still a line of, of respect. There's a line of, you know, um, like, like my dad. You know, my dad may be my friend, but there's a level of respect and right. honor. My pastor may be my friend, but right. there's a level of respect and honor. So even though I'm that mentee's friend, mm-hmm. there's still a level of respect and honor that goes there, right? right. And so that, that is developed through time. So if I come in, if you're talking about the basic, if I go into a, a, to a kid's life, um, I, well, first let me say one thing that can't happen. Okay. And, um, and, and, and me and uh, the person that was late earlier, we talked mm-hmm. about this in his podcast. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> So, so, um, sometimes I get, I get parents that hit me up and and I get parents that hit me up and they say, Hey, my kid is bad. Sit down with them, correct them. And I'm like, that doesn't work. You know, um, that it just, I, I I love you Mm -hmm. and I love your kid. Mm -hmm. But if you expect for me to just sit down with them one time and there's no kind of, I haven't invested in that kid. Mm -hmm. There's no relationship. Um, that kid is going to look at me like, who, why are you talking to me? You're wasting my time. Right. So the basic of mentorship is in investing. You invest through just hanging out, getting to know them, mm-hmm. being transparent and real about your life. I believe mm-hmm. that's really important. Um, uh, of course, within reason. Yeah. Um, but just I- investing. I have this thing called structure and unstructured time. This is going to cost you $5 for listening to this. Mm. Structure time is that's the intentional one on one. I'm in your business, how you're doing. Unstructured time is we're having fun. We're going fishing, we're going to main event, you know, we hanging out, we drink, you know, drinking coffee, having something to eat or whatever mm-hmm. like that. So that unstructured time is what produces the structured time. Yeah. I can't have structured time without unstructured. And that's just hanging out, just wow. being a friend, just talking to them, hearing their life. Yeah. And as, as a mentor, like usually as a mentor, you've lived life, right? Mm-hmm. So that means we have a lot to say. But you got to sit back and listen. Mm-hmm. Like you have to challenge yourself. Let me just let them talk. Mm-hmm. You know, because I'm a talker. Yeah. You're a talker. Mm-hmm. And there's times where I got to say, shut up, listen, listen. Yeah. And so as a mentor, for me to gain trust, I need to hear their story. I need to know what I'm dealing with and um, just be, just be a friend. So you made that sound like super simple. <laughs> like you made it, you made mentorship sound super simple. And I, I think that's very important for our listeners out there. Uh, one, if you... Uh, are hesitant to be a mentor, we want to encourage you to, mm-hmm. to be a mentor. Mentors are needed not only in our city, in our schools, but across our state, across the world. We mm-hmm. need people that are afraid to mentor, to actually mentor. And then, too, we want to encourage yes. those those people that are currently mentoring. Now, you said something earlier, and we're bringing in, we're going to keep bringing in previous conversation, but you mentioned uh, that mentor is an intimidating word mm-hmm. and that uh, people feel like uh, like they're afraid to engage mm-hmm. uh, in mentorship as the mentor. Uh, and one of the things that I want you to speak to is one of the fears of uh, I got to fix this person or yeah. like I'm responsible for their success. Speak to us a little bit. No, I'm, I'm about to free you and me and Derek at Come the same time. Come on, man. I'm about to be free. Time. Listen, when you mentor, their life is not 
your responsibility. Wait, like, say that again. Let's say that one more time. When you mentor, mm-hmm. the things that they do in life, the decisions they make, mm-hmm. you are not responsible for what they do mm-hmm. in their life. And what I mean by that is, is that, yes, I'm pouring into you, but I'm not God in your life. Mm-hmm. I'm not Jesus in your life. Mm-hmm. You have the, the power of, uh, you have free will to choose mm-hmm. what decisions you make. So my job is to guide you. Yeah. My job is to tell you what I think, mm-hmm. but it's up to you if you want to take the medicine. Mm-hmm. Like I'm giving you the medicine to fix these things in your life. Right. But if you choose not to take the medicine, it doesn't matter if the medicine is sitting in your cabinet. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, the doctor is not responsible for what happened to you if you don't take that medicine. Mm-hmm. Or I don't think the doctor is responsible even if you do take the medicine. Mm. That's why they call it practice, right? Come on. So we're going to call this mentor practice yeah so the thing is is that as a mentor i am intentionally involved in your life yeah but just to free you a little bit is that you're not responsible for their life Mm -hmm. they are responsible for their life so so the pressure that come along with i gotta make sure that they're perfect i gotta make sure that they're doing this i gotta make Mm -hmm. sure that they're doing that in their life ah man you know if they go to jail it's my fault no breathe relax it's not your fault the decisions they make you give them advice, mm-hmm. you give them structure, mm-hmm. but it's up to them if they want to build. I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you the two by four. I'm going to give you the hammer. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you the nail. I'm going to tell you how to build, but it's yeah. up to you if you build a house. And, and you know what? The house may be like the three little pigs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It depends on how you want to build your house and what you want to build it with. I'm going to give you the tools, mm-hmm. but however you build your house is not on me. Yeah. So you get what I'm saying? So yeah. that right there kind of frees you of the responsibility of the weight or like you just know that we cannot try to play God or Jesus in your life. In fact, from my perspective as, mm-hmm. a, as a believer, I'm pointing you to Jesus. Mm-hmm. I'm doing you um, a disservice if I'm building myself up in your eyes as God Mm -hmm. because I'm going to fail you. Mm -hmm. And then your faith was built up in me and now you're out of... You're discombobulated. Are you out of control? Because you're like, oh, man, I believed in this guy. And this guy made a mistake because I am going to make a mistake. But if I point him to the one that is perfect, right. that frees me about being worried about me making a mistake. So that's part two is that not only do you free yourself from worried about what they're doing, but also what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not your source. I'm a resource, yeah. but I'm not your source. So therefore, it frees me up when I'm pointing you to the one that's perfect, that if I make a mistake, yeah, you may be, be disappointed, mm-hmm. but the foundation of your belief system of who you are is God. It's not me. So and you touched on something that, that's going to lead to our next question. Uh, the first part that you said answering the question is you're not responsible for their decisions. You're not. You give them all the tools in the world. It's up to them to take those tools, take those resources, and make those decisions. The second thing you said is that you don't have to be perfect in order to mentor. You mentioned something earlier. You said uh, that actually you build better relationships when you share your imperfections. Talk to us a little bit about that. So um, um, part of the investing and building trust is is opening up your own life, Mm -hmm. you know, so how can I expect someone to tell me, as a mentor, I want them to tell me their deep, dark, dark secrets. Mm-hmm. I want them to tell me their idiosyncrasies, the things that's, that's impacting their life physically and mentally or spiritually behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. But in order for them to open up to me, is mm-hmm. I must be open and transparent with them. Yeah. Share with them some of the things that you're dealing with and that will, the result is they will then feel more comfortable with sharing with you because here's the thing. There's a lot of people walking this earth 
that's dealing with things that they refuse to tell anyone, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so if I come to you already as a mentor, if you have the, excuse me, the capacity to be a mentor, they already lifted you up on a, on a platform. Already. Already. Mm -hmm. So if you be transparent with them and say, hey, this platform ain't what you think. Mm -hmm. I'm a human being just like you and I've, I've dealt with things or I'm dealing with things. Mm -hmm. um, being open and honest about the things you've dealt with in your life will cause that relationship between you and the mentee um, to, to build more, to, to, to grow more together. And um, I mean, I think it's really important because they need to see that all this, what you think about me with mm -hmm. this platform, um, my platform has cracks in it too. Yeah. And so if I heard you correctly, uh, one of the fears that people who mentor have is that if I share like my mistakes, then they're not going to look at me like a mentor. But in fact, that actually gains us trust and credibility. Oh, yeah. with They're going to actually love you more. Mm -hmm. it's, it's the respect level is going is going to go up. I'm going to tell you, like, for instance, like just this is who I am. When I came into the faith, one of the best things that happened to me mm -hmm. is when I surrounded myself with other brothers and they started sharing that, that they was going through too. Boy, boy. Woo, that helped me, man. Because mm -hmm. I'm thinking, am I the only one out here? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So when you when you share what you're going through, it actually empowers people. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It empowers people that like, man, it gives me hope that I'm not the only one dealing with or facing with this, facing the things that I do. Like for instance, me, um, I do a lot of stuff at, at juvenile centers and that's because part of my background mm -hmm. is I got in trouble as a kid. Yeah. Now when I go in there and I tell them that I got in trouble as a kid, mm -hmm. now they're like, their heart is just open. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. So so if, I, if, I'm a, if I'm an addict and I'm celebrating recovery, um, and I go to that place to mentor or to help out, mm -hmm. and you don't tell them that you are an overcomer and you overcame it yourself, mm -hmm. you are, um, uh, it's a disservice to yourself, and you, you're hurting your credibility with right. them. So be open and honest about, yeah, I've dealt with these things as well. No, that's good. And so uh, one of our questions that we actually have on here, <laughs> I know we've been talking outside of them quite a bit, um, <laughs> you, you, you talk about um, this, uh, be, being in this this role of mentor uh, for for twenty years, officially with uh, YFC mm -hmm. for ten, right? Yes. Yep. Um, if you could go back twenty years, mm -hmm. twenty years, and, uh, and and tell your younger mentor self. Something. Mm -hmm. um, not that you've already shared with us, right? You don't have to be perfect. You're not yeah, responsible yeah, yeah, for yeah, their decisions. Yeah. Make sure you share yeah. your flaws. What's something else that, that you would tell them? If you could, or not them, yourself. If you could go back 20 years and mm -hmm. tell your younger mentor self something, what would you tell yourself? The, the biggest thing I would tell myself is to keep promises. Mm. Listen, man. If it's, it, it takes, just like with losing weight. Mm -hmm. It's like easier to gain weight mm. than to lose weight. So it's harder to gain trust with these kids, but it's easy to lose it. Wow. Or adult or whoever. Mm -hmm. So when you make a promise and you don't keep that promise, and it, it, and it could be simple. It could be, I'm coming to your game. Mm -hmm. Or it could be, hey, I'm going to bring you a Coca-Cola next time I come, mm -hmm. next time I see you. And you don't do that. Mm -hmm. I would tell my younger self to follow through. Wow. I mean, because I'm, if I'm being real with you, there's there's mentees that I feel like I failed mm -hmm. because at a younger age I made a lot of promises. Yeah. Like man, I'm I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And when you don't do that, you could just see it in their face. Mm -hmm. 
of course, be, because you're loving them. Yeah. In my case, a lot of the kids I deal with, demographics I deal with, because you're loving them more than the average person, mm -hmm. they move forward, mm -hmm. but they're still damaged. Yeah. So I would tell myself to, to keep promises and to leave the door open, even though the mentoring season may be over, mm -hmm. over to keep the open door to, to stay connected to them. You know what I'm saying? For right. for for uh checkup every once in a while. Yeah. Um, because for me in my case, like I have kids for three or four years, then boom, I got yeah. every year I got new kids. Mm -hmm. And um now don't get me wrong, I I got a lot of kids out there now when it comes to their 25, 27, 28 married, yeah, you know, 30 um kids that I poured into, but I would have left the door open. I would have stayed in contact because kind of what I did in the beginning was once you left the school, mm -hmm. I, my focus was only those in school. Right. And for the, the ones that are in front of my face, they need my attention. Yeah, that's yeah. the ones I would focus on. But I wish that I would have maintained a relationship, an open door for those um, kids that did leave school. And again, the biggest thing is just follow through with your word. Now, I don't say it unless I mean it. Mm -hmm. um, I'll put it in my calendar. I'll mm -hmm. tell my wife. Uh, whatever. So that that's the biggest thing. I believe I failed a lot at that in the beginning, not right. understanding. And the other thing, part two is, uh, and it uh, mentorship is you know every capacity is different. Like it might be somebody from your neighborhood, your family, right. your church. In my case, I do it a lot of kids. Mm -hmm. The other thing is, you got to know you got to know their name. Mm. You know, there's two things I heard that people love to hear. One is I love you. Second mm -hmm. thing is their name. When you can't remember that name, and I'm telling you, I have to, I almost have to fast like only water to remember people's <laughs> name. I struggle with remembering people's name. But when you don't know their name, yeah. oh my goodness. So yeah. you, you have to know they, their name and know things about them. So I'll, I'll chime in on, on those as well. Uh, the, the keeping the promise, um, I think uh, b b before you keep it, you got to make it. Mm -hmm. And I think that young mentors, uh, they, uh, they don't make the promise with the intent of not keeping it. Of course. In the moment, they really want to do it. Yeah. They're ambitious, they're excited, they see a need, they want to meet it. Uh, they want to, uh, not impress, but they're eager to build relationships. Mm -hmm. And so, hey, I got a birthday. When's your birthday? I'm gonna bring you something. Oh, you got a game? When is your game? I'm coming. Yep. You know, they're so eager, they're so excited to meet that need and be a part of that person's life. Yeah. And that they don't think about it. And so I think for, for the season, Veterans, the people that's been mentoring a while, mm. uh, we've learned to kind of step back and pause and take take yeah. a breath. I know one of the tricks that I've learned uh, is that I will make note, but I won't make promise. Okay. Right. And so uh, I surprise kids by showing up at their game, and they'd be like, "Yo!" Yeah, 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 so, yeah. And I would so much rather that happen than promise that I'm gonna come uh -huh. and then I don't come. Yep. Then they're looking for me. They can't focus on what yeah. they're doing. They're trying to delay either yep. the performance or something like that. So. Well, I was gonna say this too, and if you and if you do that, just say if you happen to do it now, mm -hmm. um, just apologize, man up or woman up, and That's apologize. Good. I mean, I, I had to do that here recently. Mm -hmm. um, a young kid was on their way to college and asked me for some things, and um, I said yes, mm -hmm. you know, and I I didn't even think about that I was going to China two days later. Yeah, and so I made this promise, and I said yes, and um, I didn't get them, I didn't get them, get them the stuff that they needed. When I yeah. got back. To the states, I had to just man up and apologize. Yeah. You know, um, I just you know you have to just be honest and say I told him the truth. Like, mm -hmm. hey man, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Um, I didn't realize I was going out, going you know I was leaving, and um, just man up, own it. 
yeah. on it. Because, I mean, it's showing them that, like, you're a human being, so you make mistakes too. So, yeah. the thing is, I really love what I'm really, what I'm going to take away, I just learned, is to make note, not promise. Mm -hmm. So, sometimes it's going to make note in my head and not say what I'll do. Yeah, put it in my That's calendar, good. make a little note. Yep. That's good. And then follow up on the second thing, uh, when, you, um, when you leave uh, the door open for kids that you mentor, uh, I think it, it allows you to maintain a relationship at a different stage in their life as well. Mm -hmm. um, the, even even though the, the the distance between you and that kid as it pertains to number of years and age, it stays the same, mm -hmm. the seasons change, right? Yeah, they do. And so uh, I have a, a, a lieutenant that I work with, Waylon Cubitt. Yeah. And he tells kids all the time, I've been your age, you've never been mine. There you go. All the time. And I think that's yeah. something that, that's really cool. So for you, uh, mentoring uh, at 28, an 18-year-old kid, mm -hmm. uh, when they turn 28 and you 38, you can tell them what it was like to be 28. Exactly. You yeah. know? And so you kind of leave that door open for mentorship later on in life. Also, I think it gives us the opportunity to make mentors, right? And so I think that's very important when, mm. you, can, when you can keep that relationship open. It's like, now I poured all this into you. I mentored you. It's time for you to pour to somebody else. Man, that, that's how you that's how you flip a city upside down. Yeah. That's how you impact a neighborhood, a city, a country, a state is by um, reproducing. Mm -hmm. You know, and I believe that that's just part of that's leadership one on one right there. A real leader reproduce themselves. Yeah. You know, not a not a um, you know, not a carbon copy of yourself. Yeah, not a clone. Not a clone. Right. Um, but the things that you taught them, you know, it should be from a, a thing where they pour, they they pay it for it as well. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's good. So yeah. it sounds like, man, you over over the years, you've kind of created this recipe, mm -hmm. right? This concoction of something that's unique to you. Um, can you share us your secret sauce to mentoring? Like, what's what's some tricks or something that you found outside of like remembering the name, mm -hmm. outside of uh, showing up, outside of you know all, all those things. Uh, give us something else, man. Like, you know, grandma well, in the kitchen, sometimes she like to sprinkle stuff and don't let nobody see it. Like, what's your When I read sauce? this question, I was like, man, people don't like to give up their secret sauce. They don't, but we need it. We need it. We got that. What's the secret I was sauce, like, man? I, I thought about that, but then I was like, you know what, Les? This ain't about you. Mm. Don't be selfish right now. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, you know, humble yourself, young man. <laughs> you know, I have to tell myself that. Um, my secret sauce, it's, it's not, I mean, I can tell you that it's not really a secret and I'm sure people are doing it and maybe not realize they're doing it and some are not doing it. Mm -hmm. Secret sauce, man, mm. is that you have to go beyond the person. You say, Les, what do you mean by that? Their circle. Okay. How many people are mentoring someone and you can name their friends Ooh. or their family members? That's good. So you have to go beyond the mentee and you have to know what's going on and meet and develop. Of course, not a close relationship because that's that's really hard to do. Mm -hmm. But when you can know the circle, it helps you mentor better mm -hmm. because then you know what they're dealing with at home mm -hmm. or what they're dealing with, who who's influencing them, mm -hmm. who's speaking into their ear or mm -hmm. what's going on in their life a lot more if you know their circle. So my secret sauce is go beyond the mentee mm. and know their circle, know their their household or yeah. their family. I mean, this is not and this is not just for kids. I'm talking about if I'm an adult right now right. and I'm mentoring someone that's 30, mm -hmm. it's important that I know their wife. Yeah. It's important that I know their kids. Right. It's important that I know, you know, um, their friends. Mm -hmm. And so my secret sauce is a lot of times we stop at the mentee. 
I guarantee you most people stop at the wow. mentee, but you got to go beyond that. See, and when you say that, like I think about uh, knowing the teachers, and we're talking about kids, the teachers, mm -hmm. um, and and whether you, whether you think it or not, or whether you don't want to think it or not, mm -hmm. uh, knowing these other things uh, can give you access to some things that they may not tell you, mm -hmm. right? So if you know what side yep. of town they live on, what school they go to, yep. uh, what sport they play, yep. like these give you some some insights. I was talking to a kid uh, who was talking about fishing. You reminded me earlier when you were talking mm -hmm. about fishing, and he was talking about uh, he was talking about how to get a line free, like when it gets stuck. Mm -hmm. And uh, he he was using that example, talking about how he was stuck in school. Okay. And he was like, I just can't, I can't figure out, like I can't. He was like, it's kind of like when you go fishing. Now, I, I don't fish. I don't fish. And so I mm -hmm. had no, I was like, mm-hmm, uh -huh. I get it, man, you stuck. He was like, no, no, you ever, you ever like pull the boat up close and then you turn the engine off and then you just like coast into it. And then you try to go around on the other side, you pull it, mm -hmm. and then you get in the water and you try, and then you pull it the other way. Mm -hmm. And he was like, sometimes you just gotta cut it loose, but I don't wanna cut this because it's my favorite lure. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, and I'm there. like, what Man, is this I've dude talking about? Yeah, I don't know what he's time. talking about. But it's like when when you when you learn that a kid fishes mm -hmm. and you see that they're stuck in a situation, and me as a mentor, I'm like, yo, do you fish? Yeah. Do you ever get your your lure? And and you get the connect. The connect. The, the connection is there, so that's really good. That's really, really good. When you yeah. think about this, this secret sauce, like what, what are people doing that allows them to be the most impactful uh, mentor? Don't stop at the mentee. Don't stop because you got to remember that. Um, I mean, I, I forgot where this came from. Someone, a great figure out there in the world. Um, but I remember like you show me your five people that have the loudest voice in your life. Mm -hmm. And I'll show you where you'll be in five years. Or mm -hmm. I'll show, you know, that that's who's influencing you the most. Right. So you need to know, one, what you're coming up against because it may be something negative. Yeah. It may be something positive. Or um, mama might tell you what the kid is dealing with that you don't know. Right. Daddy might tell you. I was up in Millwood uh, last week. Mm -hmm. And um, a parent pulled me to the side and told me what their kid was dealing with. Wow. You know, if that parent didn't know me, mm -hmm. if I stopped at the kid... Mm -hmm. They told me something. I've been mentoring this kid for three years, and I did not know that they were dealing with this thing yeah. that the parent told me. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so if I didn't have, if I didn't go beyond or past the mentee, I wouldn't have never known that. So that's an example of. So now I know I can, I can now, you know, this is more like a, a, a scab. Now I can, I know I can try to rip that scab off so it can be healed. You yeah. Know? Or a band aid, I say. You know, not a scab because you want a scab to stay on there. <laughs> <laughs> but a band-aid, I could take the band-aid off and let it breathe and like let's let's get this thing healed. Man. Right, right. No, that's good. Yeah. That's uh, thank you for sharing your secret sauce, man. I mean, yeah, man. I, I know it was hard, man. It was hard, man. You know what I'm saying? It's hard. Now you're gonna have people walking around quoting you, taking well they they won't quote you, they'll just steal it. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah, like, yeah. Let me tell you, let me tell you the secret sauce. <laughs> and then and then you're gonna be like, That's mine, that's mine. You probably won't hear that. I mean, here's the thing, is like to me that's pretty simple, but you probably won't hear nobody else say that. That was, that was, that, that, I mean, that's, that's a God given thing is that, you know, and some people are doing it without even knowing that they're doing it. Mm -hmm. But when you're intentional about it, I promise you it will help you be a better mentor. Yeah. Knowing their circle. I mean, man, and I, and I know we got to keep moving, but uh, we're, we're both Bible guys. And mm -hmm. I think about how uh, when Jesus was making disciples, mm -hmm. uh, how he was so familiar with their professions that he used that in yeah. order to mentor them. He did. You know, he was like, consider the, the woman 
who lost a coin in our house. He was mm -hmm. speaking to people who clean. Consider, yep. you know, like he's kind of doing this yep. when you throw in seed, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, let's consider the person that's going out and he's hiring people for wages. And one person comes in the morning, the other comes in the middle. He's talking to people where they are. He's so familiar with them yep. that he's using that in order to mentor them. 100%. True. I think that's Okay, we got to keep moving. We got to keep moving. All right, here we go. If you could be mentored by one person throughout history, not in the Bible, who would it be? Can I, I mean, you say one person, that's hard. I'm going to say three people. Okay. But I'm going to. I mean, to, it's your podcast show. I'm you do whatever you want to. Okay? <laughs> you do what you want to do. Hey. <laughs> three people. I'm going to say three people, but I'll focus on one. Okay. But but I want to know who the other two are as well. Okay. Okay. I would say Miles Monroe. Mm. That would be one. Wait a minute. People may not know who Miles is. So Miles Monroe is a, he is a author, um, he was a pastor, you know, rest in peace, Miles mm -hmm. Monroe. Miles mm -hmm. Monroe. Um, his understanding on the kingdom mm -hmm. is like, like none, no other. Um, I don't like reading. I'm being honest with you. I have to make myself read. Okay. And I, <laughs> I go to the extreme to make myself finish books. Mm. Uh, I, this is PG-13. Yeah. You know, I can't let it go to rated R, so I won't say the things that I do. <laughs> okay. um, um, but I, I've done like I've fasted like no, you know, no food or anything mm -hmm. like that. And when I say that, I'm kind of being funny. So right, I just know you. that you know yeah. me. You yeah, know yeah, me. yeah. <laughs> you know. But um, I'm I, I'm not real big on reading. But uh, Miles Monroe, he had a a, a book called uh, Rediscovering the Kingdom of Heaven. Mm-hmm. And um, I met him in 2005 in California, and um, uh, that was the first book that I really read all the way through and through. Mm -hmm. And um, at the end of that book, um, I was at my house. I had my wife and kids leave. I had a candle uh, lit in our room and a big, huge flag, uh, uh, Israel flag, David, you know, Star mm -hmm. David. And it was just me, literally, the flag the candle in Jesus. Mm. And I had an encounter. I think, I believe at that moment in time, finishing that book, I had an impartation from God that is still impacting my life today. Yeah. And so Miles wow. Moreau, um, he had his church was in Jamaica mm -hmm. and I oh know Bahamas. And, um, like I said, he's not here anymore, but anyway, he's a great author. I love hearing his message on the kingdom. Yeah. And, um, even with him being, he, he's, um, He's, he was so well, art, he articulated so well and super educated, but he didn't talk above your head. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, like you can tell that this man right here is so intelligent, but um, like hard, like tough books are, you know, you know, it, it, they lose me. But mm -hmm. his was in-depth, it was rich, but it wasn't over my head. So Miles Monroe, man, I just, um, I would love to be mentored by him. Yeah. Um, the other person is Adrian Rogers. Okay. Um, Adrian Rogers, another pastor, rest in peace. Just happened to be rest in peace to both mm -hmm. of them. Um, Adrian Rogers, um, from a perspective, I think for about four years outside of my pastor, Adrian Rogers was the person I listened to every single day. Wow. And I'm going to tell you how much he impacted me. Mm -hmm. His word was so potent and it was such a right now word. That I had no clue that he wasn't alive. Wow. I listened to this man for four years. Didn't know he was he, he had passed. Didn't know he was alive. Wow. 
And that's how much he was feeding me mm-hmm. every single day. I would love his, he's another one that can just articulate so well. And the thing that we have in common is his favorite book of the Bible is, is Romans. That's my favorite book of the Bible. Okay. And so um, I bought this series on Romans from him. And he, I mean, anyway, Adrian Rogers, another great man. Yeah. Um, outstanding man, high character. Both of these guys, high, high character guys. Um, and not only that, they also um, impacted or prepared the next generation. I'm talking about their children. Yeah. To carry on their ministry. Yeah. And so, um, you know, my thing is I can do whatever. Let me say this side note. Yeah. I can do whatever in the community. I can do whatever with mentoring other kids, young men or whatever. But if I ain't impacting my own home, it, it means nothing. Wow. So if you out there trying to change the world and mm-hmm. you ain't change, affecting the world in your own house, mm-hmm. man, sit down. Yeah. I mean it. Like, I'm, I'm serious. Like, 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 sit down. Like, you, <clears throat> your home has to be your number one thing that you're cultivating and developing is your home. Outside of your home, then you go do everything else. But these guys right here, they're no, lo- no longer alive. They're no longer here. Mm-hmm. And um, they're ministry is still going forth yeah you hear what i just said yeah so i would love to be mentored by these guys not only powerful men of god but mm-hmm. also powerful fathers of god of their kids right the ne- the last person will be claire looper okay local local yeah you know what i'm saying everybody want to go for the big dog mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying i'm gonna go right here in oklahoma city mm-hmm. i would have loved to be mentored by claire looper i mean a, a powerful wonderful god-fearing woman that wanted to see change yeah. uh, for people of color. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so um, my mother-in-law was um, actually a part of the sit-in mm-hmm. at a restaurant, you know? Um, so I know, I know, <clears throat> excuse me, I know some of the things about Clara Looper, like the personal things from right. listening to my mother-in-law. But um, Clara Looper, man, I mean, she just, whenever I would see her, like, I didn't even really know her well, mm-hmm. but I would melt. Yeah. I don't know if you remember, like, but during the fair, like, she would be at the, it was, a, I think it was a catfish place or something. She would be at, like, Claire Looper would actually be at the same catfish place. So I think they were selling something. It was some kind of food truck. And, I mean, I didn't even want any food. Mm-hmm. As a kid, let me tell you how much I was drawn to her. I didn't even want any food. But I knew Claire Looper was going to be there. Yeah. So, like, I wanted to go. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, um, and so, um, the other thing, a, a fun fact about Claire Looper is... Uh, my great grandfather um, built the school um, out there, not too far from Henrietta, that um, that she had went to as well. Wow! And so um, it just kind of the connection is there. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, I believe what uh, I totally believe what Claire Lupa uh, stood for. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, freedom for all people, and um, unity, and uh, not mattering what you look like. And she did it with so much grace. And she did it with so much love, and she did it with um, under the power of God. And so, Claire Looper is another person I would love to be mentored back by because those things I would like to understand more from that time, from her era, from her perspective. You know, you know why she did the things she did mm-hmm. and how she did it. You know, and that's just one generation removed, man. It is. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, that's good. You thought, All I, was right. gonna, you thought I was gonna say Michael Jackson? I thought no, I'm not Michael Jackson now. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. All right, we're going to get ready to wrap this up, but I have some uh, questions. I told Les that uh, before we uh, we start our podcast, before we did the pre-podcast, that I had some questions that I did not send him so he could not prepare for. Uh, I have three questions that are going to be off the wall, 
And uh, the basis of all these questions are going to be, how would this person have mentored this person? Okay. How either how did or how would have this person mentored this person? I hope I understand that. How would this person mentor this person? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And there, there will be some relation there. You'll, you'll, you'll get the gist of that okay. as I start to go. All right. Example number one. How could have Lieutenant Dan mentored Forrest Gump better? Man, I'm trying to remember that movie, man. Um, uh, how could he have mentored? Now, Lieutenant Dan was crazy, right? Lieutenant Dan was pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. So, um, but they ended up being cool at the end of the movie. Ended up being cool. Yeah. Um, I feel like Lieutenant Dan probably could have did um, less yelling. Okay. And um, more listening because Forrest Gump was a really intelligent person. Forrest Gump was. Yeah. Okay. To to me, he was pretty intelligent. Okay. And so, um, just because he was socially awkward doesn't mean he wasn't intelligent. That's mm, good. That okay. preach right there, boy. I just released somebody. By saying that. <laughs> That's good. Uh, That's really um, good. So I, I think you know Lieutenant Dan wanted the best out of Forrest Gump, just like we want the best out of other people. Mm -hmm. But I don't agree with the um, the yelling and screaming. That is called the Iron Fist. Mm. Real quick, you can lead by inspiration. I can lead with the Iron Fist. Okay. The Iron Fist is the easy way to lead because you can crush the best out of people. That's why a lot of people take that right, that route because it takes less leadership. Mm. The Iron Fist requires less leadership than inspiration. Yep, because the Iron Fist is, I don't have the capacity to inspire you, mm -hmm. so I'm going to make you do what I want you to do. That's the weak way of lead, leading. Wow. But when I lead by inspiration, that means that I am developing you, I am encouraging you, I have made you want to do the best you can do. Mm -hmm. So I inspired you instead of using the Iron Fist to crush the best out of you. I'd rather inspire you where you want to do your right. best than you to do your best out of fear. Mm. Wow. I love it when it hits yourself. Like when you say something so good, it's like, all right, that wouldn't be all that was for me. You can have it, you can, but that was for me. All right, question number two. Mm -hmm. How could the tortoise mentor the hare? The, say it again. How could the tortoise, the turtle, mentor the hare? Well, I mean, that's a really tough question because I got hit in the head. <laughs> I mean, I'm serious. <laughs> I'm sorry. I got hit in the head uh, as a kid, uh, really, like for real, hit in the head with a bat. And so I don't, I don't even remember. I don't remember that. Oh, the tortoise in the hair? Yeah, I don't, I don't remember the, the story because oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I don't remember those type of things. Cause okay. I literally got hit in the head and don't remember a lot as a as a kid. Can, can you share with us that story? Like, yeah. is that shareable? I mean, since you brought that up. So, um, my brother and his friends, mm -hmm. they were playing baseball on the street. Okay. And um, my family, my neighborhood, they call me Boo. That's my nickname. They still call me Boo. And um, I was on my brother's bike, mm -hmm. way too big for me. Mm -hmm. And I remember it going like this. Hey, Boo was coming up behind you, and then this guy, um, Shannon, was like, go ahead and throw the ball. I, you know, you could throw the ball, and I'll swing before he get here. Because mm -hmm. they could tell that I was out of control, mm -hmm. probably wanted some attention, so I was going to ride my bike right in the middle of them. Mm -hmm. Well, the pitcher threw the ball, mm -hmm. Shannon swung the, bite, the bat, and next thing you know it, I'm laying out in the middle of the street. Everything else in between there was, you didn't, wow. I, 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 I rolled right behind him. 
and I had literally a cartoon knot. Like, you know that, remember that boxer? That mm -hmm. dude that yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So the good thing is when I got hit in the head, it's good that the it, the swelling went out and not in. Yeah. And so, I but I literally like almost died. Like, it's it's a lot more to it. You know, the yeah. doctors had to like keep me awake. They had wow. to like, on, they had to do things to keep me awake. Mm -hmm. And um, so that's how I got hit in the head. So I really don't remember things from yeah. my childhood. The enemy yeah. tried to take me out early. Dang, that was rough. All right. Last one. So I don't remember that story. It's okay. Sorry. Sorry. Forgive me. Uh, number, last three. Uh, our number three, last question. Mm -hmm. How would Malcolm X have mentored Martin Luther King Jr.? How would he have, have like, how would he mentor Martin Woo. Man, that is a, that is a challenge right there. How would Malcolm X, hold on, okay. Uh, uh. Former or latter Malcolm X? Uh, the, former, the Ma former. Not former. not the not the, the peaceable one. Not uh, post Mecca. Not post Mecca. Pre Mecca. But the one, pre Mecca. Okay. So the the former one. The, yeah. The, yeah, I got you. So how would he mentor Mal uh, Martin Luther King? Yeah. Um, well, one, I don't think he would have mentored him. <laughs> <laughs> Just to answer it off top. Okay. But let me see what I could come up with. Um, I think he would have. Um, well, he would have mentored him in a bad way. I mean, okay. it's, I mean, I just have to go that route because we know that love wins. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, go win. Shout out to Hetty. You mm. know? Um, we know that we know that love wins and love conquers all. You know, so Martin Luther King was on the route of love, mm -hmm. um, and Malcolm X would have completely thrown him off track. Mm that God wanted for Martin Luther King. Mm -hmm. So that tells you right there, you have to be mindful. There's a message in that. Yeah. You have to be mindful who you allow in your circle and who you allow mentor you. Mm -hmm. Don't be so desperate for a mentor yeah. that you just go pick anyone and allow anyone to mold you and shape you because Malcolm X uh, wouldn't have been a good mentor for Martin Luther King mm -hmm. at all um, because they had two different things. And as you can see, Malcolm X ended up realizing that later in his life that I need to go a different route, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, uh, you know, back then I probably would have been on some Malcolm X stuff if I'm being real with you. Yeah. Um, you know, in my latter, in, in my, in my former days, you know, I was pretty aggressive and I kind of talked about it earlier. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, but you know, now I'm more like Martin Luther King for sure. And so, um, one, he wouldn't have mentored him. Two, if he did, it, it, we wouldn't be where we are as a people today. Yeah. Um, because I believe he would have uh, distracted him from his calling. They're two different people. And that's another thing to remember as a mentor, just to throw this nugget in there, that you cannot make them be you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? As a mentor, you're directing them to be who God wants them to be. Mm -hmm. You can't try to duplicate yourself um, or try to get them to do what you're doing are actually even what you want them to do. Right. You know what I'm saying? All you do is guide them, mm -hmm. but they land where they want to. That's really good. Uh, I was listening to uh, Marcus Jackson, uh, his uh, cadence, the uh, podcast interview that he did with Hetty, and uh, he talked about uh, games uh, are nothing but mentorship. Like it's, these guys it's exactly are around the, the neighborhood down the street. Like, What's up, you hungry? Like, we got some food for you. Mm -hmm. You got some shoes? Like, we got some shoes for you. Like, you want to go play some catch or play some... And so it's about people that have a good heart getting to them first, right? And, yep. and pull them in a positive direction. Because we, we all want guidance. We do. We all you know want relationship. And, and the thing is, it's unfortunate. I mean, you look at the movie like High and Learning. Mm -hmm. 
um, the guy Remy on there, he just wanted to fit in. The black people weren't having it. The white people weren't having it. So he ended up going with the Nazi group. Mm. And then he ended up doing something that he regretted, which he ended up shooting. I think it was Tyra Banks or whoever it was. Yeah. Um, but everybody wants to fit in. Everybody wants to be mentored. And uh, but it also, you know, that gives you an example of you got to watch out and be mindful who you allow in your life to mentor. Yeah. Because, you know, not everybody is, is for you or I want the best for you. Right. That's good. Whew. Mentor hour. Well, last time, so I'm going to give you the last word, man. Anything you want to tell people out there about mentorship, how they can get involved, why if you are on the fence about mentoring, you should. Mm -hmm. Don't be afraid. Give us one last word, man. Uh, and then we're going to log <coughs> off. One last word that we didn't touch on that we touched on earlier when we was waiting. Um, that was, uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> I think that you really, now this is the book of lists. Mm -hmm. This is not the Bible. In order to mentor, you have to be mentored. Okay. How do I know the blueprint to mentor someone if mm -hmm. I've never been mentored? Yeah. You know, everybody's mentoring blueprint is different. Mm -hmm. um, so I think you should be mentored because when you when you're mentored, then you know how to how to how to mentor, and you know that the benefit to to answer this, I'm coming around the mm -hmm. corner. Are you fine? There's a lot of fear sometimes when it comes to mentoring because it's like, man, this responsibility. But when you see the fruits, when you see the fruit or when you see the benefit of being mentored, mm -hmm. that will outweigh the fear of mentoring. Okay. You know, so when you see the fruit in your life that, man, I've been mentored and this has helped me, mm -hmm. that fear, because we all have fear when we when we mentor. Mm -hmm. So don't think that me and Derek got it all together where, all. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, we don't shy away from a mic, but when we're on that mic, we're, we're uh, nervous just like anybody else, mm -hmm. right? We don't want to say the wrong thing. We don't want to say the wrong thing right. and all this type of thing. So the thing is, is that if you've been mentored, you know the fruit, you know, you know the outcome of that. So that will outweigh the fear. And I just want to challenge you and encourage you. Like some of you are mentoring without even realizing that you're mentoring. Um, don't be afraid of, of the title. You know, don't be afraid of it because remember, you're not responsible for their decisions. Mm -hmm. You're not responsible for their choices. Are you? Are you? You're just guidance. Yeah. You know, um, you're, you're the air traffic control that's that's telling them where to go, but they land wherever they want to, or they land if they want to or not. You're just trying to help them. And I said this is the last analogy. You're the bumpers in a in a pinball machine. Mm -hmm. The ball go wherever it chooses, wherever it wants to go. But when the ball go too far to the left or to the right, it bumps. And when it goes down too far, it bumps. So you're just the bumpers, but the ball hits where and pings wherever it wants to go. Yeah, you're just the, you're just the person that that kind of like bumps them a little bit. So, um, but if the ball if the ball goes all the way down, it's not your fault. You did what you could. Right. Right. So release yourself, free yourself, um, be encouraged. Uh, the fear is going to be there, but the outcome, the fruit of um, uh, the power of mentoring outweighs fear. And so um, anybody, remember this too, anybody is capable of, capable of mentoring. That's good. Mentorhouse.org. Here with the Mentor Hour, Les Thomas. I have fun, man. Thank you. That was good. Appreciate it, man. Yes, sir. Always a pleasure to have you out. You can find him on all social media handles. He's doing great work. He's going to be doing it. Uh, come join the party here at the Mentor Hour. Peace. Peace.